بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم أما بعد باب أمر ولاة الأمور بالرفق برعاياهم ونصيحتهم والشفقة عليهم والنهي عن غشهم والتشديد عليهم وإهمال مصالحهم والغفلة عنهم وعن حوائجهم قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون صدق الله العظيم This new chapter which we translated the heading yesterday lengthy heading just to recap on this the chapter which deals with the command to what we call wulatul umur wulatul umur are people that have been placed in authority either the leader or the qadi or a judge or any person given a position of authority trusteeship in our jamaat context somebody who is made an amir and we'll see in the ahadith that follow much broader concept father is placed in a position of authority in his household likewise a mother has a certain purview of authority so what is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likewise a teacher what is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directed to them birifqi biriayahum that they should be soft kind to their subjects those who are underneath them nasihatihim give them good advice wa shafaqati alayhim show compassion towards them and this chapter deals with the prohibition from those people in a position of authority of deceiving those who are underneath them. Likewise, being harsh against them, neglecting their best interests, becoming unmindful of them and their needs. The verse of the Qur'an, two verses Imam Nawi rahimahullah brings in the introduction of this. The first we translated yesterday. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاخْفِضْ جَنَاحَكَ لِلِّمَنِ اتَّبَعَكَ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Lower your wings. In other words, be humble to those who are following you amongst the believers. If you are a leader, a father, a mother, person in a position of authority, this doesn't mean that you must start displaying arrogance. Rather, the overriding principle of leadership, Allah's Rasul said, Sayyidul Qawmi Khadimuhum. He said, The leader of a people is in fact their servant. Allah Ta'ala has given you this position of trust so that you serve and so that you benefit those that are in your care or under your authority. The next verse of the Quran, obviously, on this, in this short space of time it is impossible to do justice to this verse this is in fact that verse of the Quran which every Friday in the khutbah of Jumu'ah this is the concluding verse of the Quran that is recited every Friday on Jumu'ah we hear this particular verse in fact, it is mentioned, لو لم يكن في القرآن إلا هذه الآية. Many Mufassirin of the opinion, they said, if there was no other verse in the Quran, 
If nothing else had been revealed in the Qur'an besides this particular verse, this would have been sufficient. This is such a comprehensive verse. You find that, I'm digressing, ulama Kiram mentioned, they say, أَخْوَفُ آيَةٍ فِي الْقُرْآنِ Qur'an Pak ke khofak, khofnak tareen ayat. The most fearsome verse of the Qur'an, which is the most fearsome, frightening verse of the Qur'an, they say, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَهُ Allah Ta'ala says, if you will do good equivalent to an atom's weight, you will see it. And if you will do evil, break Allah's command, equivalent to an atom's weight. وَإِنْ كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِّنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ Allah says, even that also, that evil, that wrong that you did, equivalent to an atom's weight, you will see it on the Day of Judgment. So concerning that, Mufassirin say, أَخْوَفُ آيَةٍ فِي الْقُرْآنِ The most frightening verses of the Qur'an. أَشَدُّ آيَةٍ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ النَّارِ Which is the most harsh verse of the Qur'an over the people of Jahannam. What is the most frightening thing about Jahannam? We find that in this, in this world, if you torture someone, if you put them through some hardship or difficulty or chastisement, then no matter how difficult or how harsh the treatment of a person is in this world, he can take consolation from two things. One is it will not get worse. It's reached its worst point. And human beings are such that no matter how bad something is, after a while, he gets used to it to a certain extent. And if it is still getting worse, he's not able to get used to it, then he can take consolation from the fact that akhir to marna hai, in the end I will die, so it will come to an end. This verse of the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala says about Jahannam, Aadhan Allahumina, Allah protect us, Fadhuku, Allah says, taste now, this punishment will continue increasing upon you in intensity and it is never ever coming to an end. So, فَذُوقُوا فَلَنْ نَزِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا Mufassirin say, أَشَدُّ آيَةٍ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ النَّارِ This is the most harsh verse of the Qur'an with regards to the azab of Jahannam. On the other hand, Arja Ayatin Fil Quran, which is the verse of the Quran which gives the greatest subsidiada umid dilane wala, which is that verse of the Quran which gives you the most hope of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ibadiya ladina asrafu ala anfusihim, la taqnatu mir rahmatillah, inna Allah yaghfirul dhunuba jami'a, inna huhu al ghafurul rahim. Allah says, O my slaves, who have sinned and sinned and sinned. And there has been no limit to your sins. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Never ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Verily Allah forgives all sins. Allah is most forgiving, most merciful. With regards to that verse, ulama say, Arja ayatin fil Qur'an. Qur'an al-Paq, ke sabse ziyada umid dilane wale ayat hai. This is that verse of the Qur'an which gives the greatest hope Likewise, this verse which we currently discussing with regards to this verse, Mufassirin say, A'dalu ayatin fil Qur'an. 
this is the verse of the Qur'an, the most just verse, the verse of the Qur'an which gives the message of adal, of justice. As we mentioned previously, ulama kiram say, al-islamu ibaratun anil adal. If you have to give one, if you have to give one quality that is the epitome, or that is the epitome, or that is the representation of what is Islam and what Islam stands for, they say it is adal and justice. Islam stands for adal and justice, and Islam distances itself from every form of zulm and oppression. So, coming back to this verse of the Quran. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِتَاءِ ذِي الْقُرْبَةِ In it, Allah mentions three things. And Allah says, Allah commands you. Allah commands you with adl that be just at all times. Never fall on the side of the oppressor. Never fall on the side of one who is usurping the rights of others. Always preserve the rights of others. Always be on the side of justice. Allah says, لا يجرمنكم قوم على تعدلوا. Allah says, don't let it ever be that because you of your relationship, sometimes somebody speaks the same language as you, so you oppose or you are unjust to the one who speaks some other language. Sometimes someone has the same color of skin as you. Sometimes someone is of the same family background as you. Or somebody, sometimes somebody is your friend or your acquaintance. Don't let that relationship cause you to oppress someone else or to side with the wrongdoer. Allah says, always be just. This is closest to taqwa. So, inna Allah ya'amru bil adli. And then, wal ihsan. Ihsan literally translated means goodness. As we've mentioned many times before, what is, what, what is the actual underlying meaning of ihsan? is perfection. Allah commands you in every good deed that you do. Don't just do the deed. Do it to the best possible manner. You read Fajr Salah now. Allah doesn't want you just to read Fajr Salah. Up, down and Salam. No. The obligation will be discharged. Ihsan. Read a beautiful Salah. Read a perfect Salah. Read a Salah that is worthy of presenting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's in Allah ta'ala's court. So, in Allah ya'amru bil adli wal ihsan wa ita'i dhil qurba. Ita'i dhil qurba literally means to, to give your relatives to be one who preserves family ties. Family ties, mu'allakum bil arsh, has attached itself to the arsh of Allah. And it is constantly making this dua that, Ya Allah, preserve the one who preserves me and destroy the one who destroys me. So three things Shariat or Allah Ta'ala has singled out in this particular verse. And the verse preceding this verse, the verse that comes before this verse, Allah Ta'ala says, وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ تِبْيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ وَهُدَوْ وَرَحْمَةً Allah Ta'ala says, we have revealed upon you the book in which there is clarification of everything. And it is hidayat and it is rahmat and mercy. Ulama say that it is not a coincidence that immediately after that this verse comes. They say this verse is actually what Allah is referring to. In it is clarification of every goodness. In it is hidayat, in it is the mercy of Allah. Allah, the whole of shariat, ulama say, is broken up into two things. 
awamir and nawahi. What Allah has commanded you to do and what Allah has prohibited you from. From all the awamir, from all that Allah has commanded you, if you look at these three things, these three things actually encompass everything. Adal, ihsan, ita'u dhil qurba. Be just, stay away from every type of oppression. Goodness, in other words, every command of Allah to perfection. And ita'u dhil qurba, preserve family ties. They say all the awamir, all the commands of shariat are contained in these three things. Then on the other hand, nawahi, what has Allah prohibited you from? Wayanha, Allah prohibits you from. Anil fahsha, wal munkar, wal baghi. Literal translation of these three things. Allah Ta'ala prohibits you from immoral behavior, fahsha, indecency, what we call behayai, besharmi, indecency in immoral behavior, all forms of shamelessness. Today Allah cry tears of blood. You walk in a Muslim home, we have got the Instrument of behayain in almost every home, illa mashallah. The television, that is the height of immorality. Every type of zina, every type of shamelessness, every type of indecency, that is the very instrument of it. And yet, so-called dindar homes, we have this thing found. So Allah is commanding you, وَيَنْهَا عَنِ Allah prohibits you. Allah prohibits you from all forms of immorality or indecency. Wal-munkar. Munkar literally translated means evil. Any guna, any wrong, anything that shariat has made haram. And wal-bagh. Bagh literally translation, literally translated means oppression. So ulama say that if you look at all the gunas, it will fall into any one of these three categories. Fahsha, wal-munkarat, wal-bagh. That is indecency or immorality, evil or oppression. So this verse is very, very comprehensive. This is Adalu Ayatin Fil Quran. All the Awamir, Adal, Ihsan, Ita Udul Qurba. All the Nawahi, what Allah has prohibited you from. Fahsha, Wal Munkar, Wal Baghi. And then Allah Ta'ala says, Ya Idukum, La'allakum Tadakkaroon. Allah Ta'ala instructs you so that you may receive admonition. So obviously, we can see from the comprehensive nature of this verse how it is relevant to the heading that Imam Nawi Rahimullah has brought. Shall we continue?